The Cincinnati Reds couldn't wait to get out of Milwaukee, but now they find themselves out in Los Angeles against the juggernaut of a Los Angeles Dodgers lineup. We'll tell you why. The Reds have a shot, though, to score a lot of runs this weekend as they take on the Dodgers out in L.A. All that and more on today's Locked on Reds. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked on Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker. We are lifelong Cincinnati Reds fans that have turned an addiction into information for you. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us talk some Reds with you. We encourage you, if you're listening, hit us up on Twitter or check us out on YouTube and drop a thought in our comments section. Talking Reds is what we do, and we want to talk Reds with you locked on reds is part of the locked on podcast network we are your team every day and if you listen every day let us know that you're an everydayer down in the comments section always enjoy uh, getting to see the comments from everydayers getting to uh, meet everydayers down at the ballpark the reds are in los angeles this weekend they've got three games at chavez ravine facing the Los Angeles Dodgers and the the just absolute behemoth that they are Clayton Kershaw and oh wait no he's not uh not not going to be nope. pitching uh, uh, Tony Gonsolin's no nope. no no he's not going to be pitching either uh, well I'm sure they've got a bunch of unproven guys actually is who is going to be starting this weekend for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And that is where we want to begin today's episode. As we look ahead, I really feel like Steve and, and you agree with me, the Reds got a shot to score some runs in these three games. They absolutely do. Listen, uh, you, you drew a pretty clear picture that the Dodgers, at least pitching wise, are not going to be able to put forth their best effort. And that bodes really well for the Reds. I, I think these young brash Reds hitters are going to head into Dodger Stadium, uh, some of them for the first time ever playing out there. And they're going to be able to uh, to face some guys where they're going to be able to relax and settle in. Uh, those pitchers, you know, the, the first game of the series is Bobby Miller on the mound for the Dodgers. And of the three guys that the Reds are going to face, uh, as far as the starting pitching goes, Jeff, he's probably the best one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's kind of got a nice little sample size going on this season. In fact, if you remember right, whenever we were speculating as to who might trade for Luis Castillo last year, we mentioned the Dodgers might and Bobby Miller would be a great target. Well, he's pitched about 54 and two thirds innings so far this season. He has a 4.28 ERA during that time frame. Uh, what's interesting to me is this. He's, he doesn't walk guys very much and he's a solid, not spectacular strikeout rate. And it all comes from a five-pitch mix. And I looked at this like really to make sure that it really was five pitches. But he's got five pitches that he throws at least uh, like 12% of the time. So, yeah, that, they're part of the mix. He's got a four-seamer and a sinking fastball that both average 98 miles an hour. Then he has a slider that averages 90 miles an hour, a changeup that averages 88, and a curve that drops all the way down to 80 miles an hour. And that is where he gets his swings and misses is when he drops that 80 mile an hour curve on somebody who just saw 98 buzz by. You know, I think with him on the mound, uh, some of the young guys, uh, I'm thinking about Ellie De La Cruz here may fall victim to that curveball, especially what we saw yeah. from Ellie chasing a little bit his last time out. Uh, 
Miller worries me more than the other two because uh, here's the way the rest of this rotation shakes out, Jeff. Emmett Sheehan is going for the Dodgers on Saturday. Here's why this is a good thing. He has a two point, uh, sorry, two point. He has a 6.75 ERA in just 29 <laughs> and a third inning pitched. He's matching up against Luke Weaver for the Reds that day. So if whatever the, the over is, take it, take it now. The over, because. <laughs> If the Reds can come anywhere close to recapturing uh, the the Dream Weaver magic of how they score runs when Luke Weaver pitches, this this matchup, this having Sheehan on the mound, absolutely uh, just aligns itself for the Reds scoring runs. Uh, he walks a lot of guys. His walk rate is above league average. His strikeout rates, well, he doesn't punch very many people out, as you might guess from his stat line there. Uh, he's well below league average. Three-pitch pitcher. He throws a four-seamer, averaging about 95, which you remember a time in baseball where we would have been like, wow, he throws 95. And now we're just like, eh, you know, he's average, dude. He's throwing 95. He's got a slider that comes in around 87 miles an hour, Jeff. And then, of course, he tries to throw a changeup that comes in at about 82. That's where he does get his strikeouts. Again, the changeup, an effective changeup. We talk about this with Hunter Green, right? If you can get an effective changeup, you can get some guys to strike out. That changeup comes in at 82, and I think that that's the problem pitch for uh, our guys probably just being able to lay off of it. But I, I like this matchup. I like that it's yes. coming with Weaver on the mound. I like that Sheehan's really not that good. Um, I like the stars aligning there for the Reds to have a big game on Saturday. I'll give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt. It's only been 29 and a third, but I, I, and I don't know that you know anything about a guy after 29 innings, but still those 29 innings haven't been all that great so far this year. And then on Sunday, the Reds will get Michael Grove. There's a theme here. And one of the big reasons we think the Reds can make some hay is the fact that all these guys are right-handed pitchers. All of these guys aren't necessarily strikeout savants by any stretch of the imagination, and Michael Grove joins Emmett Sheehan with a 6.19 ERA, both guys having an ERA over six. Now, he's thrown a lot more innings. He has 56 and two-thirds innings under his belt so far this year. He's got a walk rate that is pristine. He's going to throw strikes, which means the Reds need to be ready to hit on Sunday because he doesn't really have a great strike. It's right around league average is slightly below league average. And he only has a three pitch mix. He might be a little bit easier to figure out with a, a four seamer at 94, a slider at 85 and a curve at 78. Again, slow curve. Maybe it's like a Clayton Kershaw thing. The Dodgers are just a, a, attracted to a slow curve type pitcher, but I mean, Clayton Kershaw made it work, so I guess other people can too. Uh, he gets his whiff, though, on the slider, not on the slow curve. Uh, so that'll be an interesting thing to see. All three of these guys, though, Steve, seem very hittable when it comes to this Reds lineup that, okay, we must remind everybody, they're coming off the Brewers. There's nothing wrong with their lineup. There's just something wrong with how they play the Brewers. They have just scored runs at will against teams not named Milwaukee looking for more of that to continue this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. The Reds, they have a chance to score a bunch of runs. Uh, you said it a while ago, take the over. All right, coming up, we will talk about who to keep an eye on during this three game weekend series. We'll discuss who could have a very big weekend. And we're going to talk about that coming up next. 
Before I get to that, I want to shout out one of the sponsors of today's podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For our championship team, it's all about making sure every player is the perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your vehicle to the My Garage section and look for that green check to know that the part will fit or you'll get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Remember that if you can't be at the ballpark, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search the word Reds. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Reds your first listen every day. Coming up on Monday, Jeff and I are going to break down how this weekend went out in Los Angeles, and then we're going to get you set for a big four-game set opening up in Chicago as the Reds face the Cubs out at Wrigley. Uh, But that's a long way away, Jeff. There's a lot to talk about with this Dodgers series getting underway tonight in Los Angeles. Uh, There are some key things to watch heading into this series. And for me, I think we hit on it there in the first segment. The the Dodgers are running some not that great right-handed pitching out onto the mound to start all three games. To me, that means the lefties need to feast in the Reds lineup. I'm talking big, big weekends from all of them, from Friedel, from Fraley, from lefty hitting Ellie De La Cruz, Votto and Benson, all in the lineup at the same time. That sounds pretty good to me. Yes, it does. And you're you're talking about, you know, having Benson as the best number nine hitter in baseball in the lineup all three of these games. Uh, you will see a couple of lefties out of the bullpen for the Dodgers. I don't know necessarily how much David Bell is going to sub out some of these guys. He has shown a propensity to sub out Joey Votto. Um, but, I mean, like TJ Friedel has proven to be almost platoon proof. Uh, Jake Fraley probably gets subbed out against the lefty as well. But still, these guys at the plate have been awesome against teams not named Milwaukee. And I really look for Ellie De La Cruz to get right in this series. Here recently, he's been striking out a lot. We mentioned with Bobby Miller the fact that he's going to be thrown up at 98 and then he's going to drop a curve down at 80. And that's probably going to mess with Ellie a little bit. I think they're going to know that going in. I think there's going to be the scouting report for him to be like, look, go for the fastball, lay off the curve. If you see anything that starts falling off a table, just just lay off of it. And if it hits the strike zone, it hits the strike zone. But chances are that's going to be a pitch that almost bounces in the dirt whenever Bobby Miller throws it. So force him to throw that fastball, be ready for it, because he can catch up to those fast those fast, uh, whether it be a four seamer or sinker coming plate word, he's, he's kind of the guy of this group. I think all of them have a good shot to get right, but he's the main guy that I'm looking at. Another thing to keep an eye on. I talked about this a little bit there in the first segment, Jeff, is that Luke Weaver is pitching on Saturday and I just can't think of a better scenario. If you've got to start Luke Weaver, that it's in this matchup 
on Saturday because we talked about Emmett Sheehan being on the mound for the Dodgers. We've talked about time and time again how the Reds seem to respond offensively anytime Luke Weaver makes a start. And it just has this alignment of the stars for a big, big game from the Reds hitters. Conversely, though, Luke Weaver can't be really, really bad Luke Weaver against this Dodgers lineup because, I mean, I'm confident in the Reds' ability to score on Sheehan, but if Luke Weaver gives up 15 runs in the first two innings and throws 75 pitches, that's just not something that this lineup's going to overcome. So we need Luke Weaver to be at least, you know, middle-of-the-road moderate Luke Weaver. Not asking for a whole lot from him. Not asking him to go out there and completely blank the Dodgers lineup. I don't think that's going to happen. Not asking him to go out there and strike everybody out. I'm just asking him to go out there and keep it to about 15 pitches an inning. If he's going to give up a couple runs, fine. Make them solo, you know, solo shots. Don't walk a bunch of guys and give up a lot of runs. Keep the team in the game. That's, I mean, this is the state of the Reds rotation right now. We're just begging Luke Weaver, please don't get killed. Keep it to like a run an inning. A run an inning (laughs) is fine. We're, we're okay (laughs) with that. Yeah. I, um, Man, Luke Weaver, dude, like, here's the thing for me, and, and, and part of the reason that we said, you know, the Reds have an opportunity to score, they also might have an obligation to score, especially on Saturday, and they know this, that's why, you know, the whole Luke Dream Weaver thing exists, it's like they don't lose whenever Luke Weaver pitches, because they all know, coming into the game, they gotta score a bunch of runs, so they gotta hit the cover off the ball, so I like that matchup from that aspect, the Dodgers lineup is healthy. And the Dodgers lineup is good. And you're talking about, you know, Brandon Williamson, who we're, we're continuing to see some good things, some good, some good pitching performances here recently. Hopefully he can continue that in some capacity on Friday night. And Luke Weaver is going to give up runs. That's just going to happen. And what kind of Graham Ashcraft are we going to get? Because yes, this lineup has an ability for the Reds to put runs on the board, but how many runs are they going to have to put up on a nightly basis? Because this Dodgers lineup has made good pitchers look bad. And we've got some pitchers that we know who can be good eventually, but aren't necessarily good just yet or guys who are bouncing back like Graham Ashcraft. So I'm very interested to see how they can really keep up with this because Brandon Williamson, Luke Weaver, Graham Ashcraft have all been prone to the long ball. And Lord knows Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Max Muncy, those guys are going to launch the long ball. You know, Brandon Williamson's really an interesting case here in this series. Uh, because this is this is a true test. Uh, we've yes. been talking for we've been talking for several starts now with Williamson that he looks like he's starting to figure it out. He looks like mm-hmm. he's starting to turn a corner. Uh, I would kind of put the same cautionary uh, words out there for Williamson that I did for Weaver. I, we don't need him to go out there and dominate the Dodgers. And I hope that his mindset is not that if he gives up a run here or there, that it's a disappointment, that it's a failure. This is an elite lineup he's going to be facing. Williamson's job is to keep the Reds in this game. And if he can do that, if he can minimize the damage, because there will be damage, if he can minimize that damage and allow the offense to do his thing, I think that's a successful start. And it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, well, see, it's the same old Williamson. Look, he's given up a home run. He's given up a run. I don't think that's what it means. Likewise with Graham Ashcraft. Graham Ashcraft has showed that he's his best when he's not trying to overpower guys and strike them out. Get the ground balls. Let the defense work for you. The key for Graham Ashcraft is going to be to be pitch efficient get the guys out 
Don't run a bunch of three, two counts up there. Stay in the game as long as possible. Again, helping to keep the team in it. I think those are the keys to success. Williamson needs to keep a hold of his confidence. Graham Ashcraft needs to be pitch efficient. Those will lead to some Reds wins. I agree. And that's going to be the interesting thing with this talented lineup. Like you, you can't, you can't throw mistake pitches to these guys because they don't miss them. And, and that's the reason that, I mean, baseball reference right now has the Dodgers at a 98% chance to make the playoffs. I mean, I'm pretty sure they started opening day with a 97% chance. So they're good. They're, they're going to be in the postseason. How do the Reds match up with them? They look pretty good in their first series of great American ballpark. How are they going to follow that up? Well, we've got some bold predictions as to what is going to happen coming up this weekend. And that's coming up next. Before we get into those bold predictions, though, I want to let you know that you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search the word Reds. You can also follow the podcast on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, including on YouTube. We encourage you to subscribe and to click that bell to get notified whenever we've got new content for you. Also, join the community on Discord. We've got a link down in the description of this episode to join the Lockdown Reds Discord page. It's a great community of folks talking Reds baseball at all hours of the day. I think I saw some messages from like two in the morning. So yes, all hours of the day on the Lockdown Reds Discord chat. Plus, join me on subtext. Text I'm in to 513-597-0944 and you will be the first to get Reds news and information. All the rumors that are coming down the pipe and be the first to ask questions on our live show. All right, Steve, three games. Chavez or V. We've got a shot here. I think that a lot of folks are just, including you and me, are just exasperated from the Reds playing nine games against the Brewers. Now the Reds get to play somebody else. Granted, the Dodgers are very good at baseball. So this is going to be a tough series. With all of that being said, give me your bold prediction for the weekend. The Reds are going to take two of three. Okay. I think uh, they could squeak their way even into a sweep. But two of three, and Joseph Daniel Votto is going to hit at least two home runs at Chavez Ravine in this series. I like that. Yeah, I mean, you've got the righties lined up. Most of their bullpen is right-handed, at least the the part that we will see whenever the Dodgers are either ahead or it's you know tied or something like that. Uh, it's going to be right. He's coming out of the pen. I like the Joey Votto prediction. Two out of three, I love. I think if you sweep, if the Reds sweep the Dodgers, then every single person in Reds country goes, Milwaukee who? We don't care about that that crap. Like, look at this. We just swept the Dodgers. What, what do they get to say for themselves over there in Milwaukee? A bunch of cheeseheads. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, that would be amazing. They, they sweep that. My bold prediction for you is Ellie gets multiple hits in all three games. I think that he's going to probably catch a homer, um, going to have some singles, going to have some stolen bases. But I think that Ellie is just so burnt out right now when it comes to seeing high fastballs from Freddie Peralta that these guys that he's going to be facing, he's going to see some high fastballs from Bobby Miller. If he sees high fastballs from Emmett Sheehan and Michael Grove, he's going to launch those things because they're not of the same caliber from Freddie Peralta 
and we'll see what Bobby Miller's fastballs look like. They might be 98 miles an hour and be completely straight and have no movement to them whatsoever. I, I really feel strongly that Ellie is going to start some kind of breakout like stretch of whether it's a hitting streak or whether it's it's just some sort of streak, on base streak, something, to where everyone is going to be like, oh, that's who we're talking about. Because I'm starting to see a lot of people that are just like, he's a strikeout machine. What? Whatever. I, I don't. I don't think he's all that. I don't think he's all that in a bag of chips. What? What people are saying, he is, and he's going to start showing it this weekend. Well, this is what I learned from you this week is that you are the Ellie whisperer. So if you're telling me he's going to have three multi-hit games, I am all in on it. And that's exactly what the Reds need to drive, drive this offense. Seeing Ellie, you know, hitting higher in the lineup now, uh, that will go a long way in helping the Reds get on the board early and often. And that's what they're going to have to do against this Dodgers lineup. Uh, I, I think the Reds key to success is not to rely on a come from behind effort, but it's going to be about matching them punch for punch and just sticking with them along the way so that you can wait for a mistake to pull ahead. I think that's the key for success. They're have much better luck with that than trying to score runs in bunches against the Dodgers. So uh, I, I like that. I like that prediction. Uh, one thing's for sure, Jeff, I think this is going to be a, some exciting baseball. If you like run scoring, this is going to be the series for you. Uh, if you're a pitching matchup kind of guy, uh, you're going to be a little bit disappointed because I think that uh, I think the ball is going to be leaving the old yard early and often out at Chavez Ravine this year. One more, and I almost forgot this. I'm glad you reminded me about the pitching. Brandon Williamson's going to have a quality start. I don't know how bold that is, but against this lineup, against Freddie Freeman, against Max Muncie, against Mookie Betts, and all of the people that the Dodgers pay to be on this team. I think that Brandon Williamson is going to give us at least six innings and, and no more than three earned runs allowed. I, I see him continuing that. And by the way, if Brandon Williamson has a quality start on Friday, we're talking him. We're talking about him entering the circle of trust. I agree 100%. And on that note, that is where we're going to get out of here today. Enjoy the weekend folks. Enjoy the Dodgers series. And if you can't, be down at Chavez Ravine out in Los Angeles. You can catch every pitch of the Reds hometown broadcast with Sirius XM. Just download the SXM app and search the word Reds. That'll wrap it up for this edition of Lockdown Reds. Thanks as always for making us your first listen every day. Every dayers, how much do the Reds load up on talent this trade deadline season? Will they load up at all? Will they stand pat? The trade deadline nears. Plus, we will have our reactions to the Dodgers series and what goes on in these three games. And then we're back and ready to face the Cubbies. Lots going on coming up on Monday. Make sure you join us. And the best way to do that is make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast app and right here on YouTube and click that bell to get notified when we go live. Steve's going to be a busy weekend. They got a big series against the Dodgers and we're coming down to the wire on the trade deadline. What can people expect from you and me? Well, we're going to remain vigilant. We're going to be dialed in on any of the rumors, and we're going to be jumping back in the feed if moves are made. We're going to watch for the waivers. We're going to be keeping an eye on the minor leagues. We're going to gather up all that information and bring it back right here to keep you locked on Reds every single day. And Yep, I, I got all twisted around trying to click the right thing there. Oh, Jeff. <sighs> <laughs>